Hey, Alana, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today. AccentRoofingService.com. Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. And Mike Ball. I really am rugged with this. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up. I was going to be needing a caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back up? Yeah. Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm proning. When you're not shooting me. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing fell by the unfolded lawn chair. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! Save me from those double bogey blues. You know what he's saying there is, can a 50-year-old really win a major championship? Happy Sunday morning to you. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. I'm Brian Katrick, along with uh, Derek Thomas, who's telling me that I'm slightly overmodulated, which is uh, it's not his fault. So we're going to try to be less modulated than that. And Ollie Dean, who is really always over-modulated. They're in the studios, the battery in Atlanta. Good morning, gentlemen. Howdy. Okay, there. <laughs> very, very nice. The 103rd PGA Championship going on here, the Ocean Course at Kiowa Island. And 50-year-old Phil Mickelson is leading and that's uh that's the story the whole world of golf is talking about he was leading by five shots at one point yesterday he now leads by one uh ollie derek what do you guys think of what you saw on saturday well what i saw on saturday was pretty amazing i mean phil comes out at 50 years old plays the front nine unbelievably well but I have to be honest, I was kind of waiting for the blow-up the whole time. I just did not believe that he was going to run away with the championship. Um, and then the blow-up did come, uh, three over two holes. But to his credit, he, he rebounded from that, played solid coming in, and uh, has the lead on championship Sunday at the PGA Championship. So pretty impressed. Um, I think Louis um, has a great shot today if he can actually get some putts to the hole. Brooks Kepka, the guy who all he does is contend in majors on top of the leaderboard. So I think we've got a really exciting leaderboard going into today. A lot of people within a few shots of the lead and not a lot of people between, you know, the three unders and the seven unders. So a great round from the back of the field could uh, could really make a challenge on top of the leaderboard come the end of the day today. I love I love where your head's at. I really do. 
I, I just at this point right now, I don't know why it is. I, I'd like to think it's not because I'm lazy or it's because I'm not lazy. I don't know. I don't want it to be because I'm lazy. I don't see this being more than a three-man movie right now. I just don't. I don't see anybody winning their first major championship today. I think this is, I mean, let's just, let's just be honest. Brooks is going to win by multiple shots. He won yesterday. It's over with. <laughs> However, if Phil can hang in there, he's the guy with the lead. That's awful nice. Louis Oosthuizen's got a major, a very good wind player, very good putter. He's two shots back. I, uh, I apologize. I love Kevin Streelman, one of my favorite people on tour. I've never met Christian Bezadenhout. Uh Brandon Grace has the lowest round in the history of major championship golf. He's the only guy that's ever shot 62. Uh, Gary Woodland's one of my other favorite people. They're not going to win. They're too far Shut back. That's <laughs> just they're too far back. This is Brooks Kepka we're talking about. This is the greatest closer we have seen in the last 10 or 15 years. He's a monster. All he does is win majors. Yeah, he's got no good legs right now. He's got a surgically repaired left knee that he's been working through, and his right one isn't even fully surgically repaired yet. But Ali Dean, Derek Thomas, somebody tell me why this guy isn't going to win by five shots today. And boom goes the dynamite. Well, he didn't win last year, and all those same arguments could have been made last year at the PGA Championship. Last year it was the left knee, and I believe he still had stitches in it. <laughs> He was ridiculously unhealthy and came out of the box with nothing at, uh, at Harding Park. Now he's coming out of the box still really with nothing, but he's starting today one shot behind a 50-year-old, and he's right there in his face. I, I, I hope that I'm wrong. I mean, although it would be fun to watch Brooks win a fifth major and a third PGA championship and just become this, this closing, brooding legend that, that – that the game kind of already knows him to be. And, you know, he'd win another major and he might not smile. Uh, but I, And I hope I'm wrong because the whole world, everybody with a heart is rooting for Phil Mickelson. But everybody with a brain knows that Brooks won this tournament yesterday. Well, you know that's not necessarily true, first of all, about everyone rooting for Phil. But I think the only thing, <laughs> I agree, it's, it's, it's physically Brooks's body, his knees specifically, are the only things that can keep him. If he can get the speed right on these putts, he's got to putt a little bit better. He, did, he didn't putt as poorly as he tried to claim that he did yesterday, but he didn't putt well, especially coming down the stretch. So if he can correct the issues on the green, you're right, there's no reason to believe he won't win. Now, as you went through that list, uh, you discounted the South Africans. Um, yes. But you didn't mention Bryson DeChambeau. Ooh. Dear South Africa, pin your hopes on Louie. <laughs> well, well, fair enough. But you did not mention Bryson DeChambeau, who sits at two under. Is he too far back? Does he have a chance? So Bryson's going to have to play one of the best rounds of his career today. Doesn't mean that he can't. Bryson's not traditionally a good wind player and he's going to get a different wind that he's had all week so the cool thing about kiowa island is that the the island sits where the the ocean is actually to the south so you see that ocean uh to the right hand side of that closing stretch it's it's an iconic part of this very clearly truly links course <laughs> which we can come back to but that's not to the east like where, where most of us think the atlantic ocean is uh, I was one of those. That's actually to the south. So the island sits there, and all the holes, except for one, either run east-west or west-east. Every single one of them. 
The only one that doesn't is the fifth hole. You, you play from the clubhouse. You start at number one. You play away from the clubhouse into the wind they've had all week. You know, one, two, three, and four. Then you got to turn. Number five runs sideways, and then you play downwind. You know, six all the way through thirteen. You come back across the clubhouse. You're playing downwind from six to thirteen. Then the other end of the course at fourteen, it doesn't actually run sideways like five does. It's kind of diagonally, uh, so it's mostly back into the wind. Okay, so then that's that's fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. Back into the wind. Well, today, that wind is going to switch. So that last stretch is going to be downwind. Here's the problem for Bryson. Okay, Ollie, you know he's, he's one of the smartest guys in the field. But he's also got one of the least quiet brains in the field. He wants to know everything. He's trying to eliminate variables. He's got a shaft with zero torque in it. He's got a putter that, that's at the legal limit for the least amount of lie angle because he doesn't want lie angle. He wants his eyes and his hands directly over the ball. He's basically trying to play croquet out there. He's, he's trying to eliminate variables. Well, not only are you going to have variables on a Lynx course like this, you're going to have a, a decent wind. It's going to be, it won't be as bad as, as Friday, but it'll be stronger than yesterday. But it's going to be out of a different direction. And I don't even think they got to practice in this, Ollie. So that's, that's Bryson's, that's his obstacle. His skill level is not his obstacle. His track record is not his obstacle. The, the fact that he's, he's five shots back and is is not going to be able to turn his brain off, I think, is this obstacle. Well, I think that's fair. Um, He's five shots back, but there's only five people between him and the lead. Um, And you could say that about all the people at two. um, Even the people at one don't have that many people to pass. To me, it's going to boil down to how much the wind blows as to how many people are relevant on this leaderboard going into Sunday. So what is the prediction for for the wind blowing. You said it's not going to be as much as Friday, but more than yesterday. I mean, yesterday was only like seven miles an hour. Is that what they're, are they looking at eight, nine, 10? Are we talking about 15? Cause I think Friday was blowing 20, right? Yeah. So, so that's the funny thing. It's a great question. Uh, so yeah, Friday you had, uh, I think you had 15 to 16 sustained, which really doesn't seem like that much. There's just something about your, I should actually just lie about the wind because if I tell you it's 15 miles an hour, you'll think, well, that's not really a big deal. Well, for some reason out here, it's a big deal. There's no trees, just like every other true Lynx course. Uh, it's just it's uh, it's completely exposed. Uh, you're right up against the ocean. I mean, you think about it. If you've ever been to the beach, and just about everybody's been to the beach, you think about bringing that football or bringing that frisbee, and then it's unusable because. There's so much wind. You just can't throw it. You can't, you know, especially if it's a Frisbee. I mean, unless you're just a master with it. So the wind here, 15 miles an hour here means way more than 15 miles an hour anywhere else where, where there's trees, especially, you know, at, at home in Atlanta. So today we're going to get to 15 to 16 sustained by the by the end of the day. That's the other thing. It's not at the beginning of the day, which, to your point, means Bryson's get to get, going to get to play a lot in calm conditions. But it's the gusts. And the gusts are going to get up into the 20s, into the low to mid-20s. And we'll see what that does to these guys. Uh, They're just too far back. Everyone's going to get to make a run. Yes, Bryson's going to go out and play four holes before Phil and and Brooks get started. 
But Phil and Brooks are going to get to play four or five holes. You know, the first four holes are going to get to play dead downwind. When they turn at five sideways and when they turn at six and start playing into it, it's really not going to be a big, firm, bad wind until they make the turn. So I think they're going to get, even though everybody else gets a little bit of a head start, the guys with the shots are still going to be in pretty good shape. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Um, Brian, I'm going to leave it with you for a second. I will be right back. All right. So uh, I, I don't want to be heartless with this. You know, I don't want to say that Phil can't win. We were all thrilled. If you weren't watching yesterday, 50-year-old Phil Mickelson goes out and shoots 32 on his front nine. Uh on Friday, he finished on that front nine and had shot 31 on that front nine. So Phil caught fire. He found a little something. Uh, and it was, it was really cool. So it didn't matter as much on Friday until all of a sudden Saturday he does it again. He just starts running away with this. I found myself sitting there. Uh, next to Mark Carnivale and Carl Paulson, and then later in the day, Brad Faxon, scratching my head. We're all scratching our heads, wondering, are we really seeing this? Is is Phil Mickelson really not only winning, but winning by five? He's just dominating. Phil's got five major championships. He's won this event. He knows how to win. He even knows how to compete, Ollie, without his best stuff. Uh, but he had his best stuff. Then all of a sudden it came apart, and here's where it came apart. He missed a short putt there at 11. Uh, Louie had made birdie from a little outside of Phil at 11. Phil's got six feet, but it's it's an outside-the-hole putt. And it was for birdie, and it was to maintain a five-shot lead, and he missed it. And then he goes over to 12, and he drives it in the fairway bunker and has to play it out and, and makes a good course management bogey there. But now you, you've, you've got a little bit of a gut punch there with the par at 11. You've actually dropped the shot at 12. Which And Louie birdied 12, so now you've lost three shots to Oosthuizen in two holes. Then you step up on 13, you watch Oosthuizen snap hook it. Actually, Oosthuizen just cut fade it into the marsh. He's in the water. And Phil, who's lost three shots in two holes, with the door wide open to just take control again, the lefty snap hooks it into that water. This guy sucks. Oh, it was just the worst. Turned into a double, uh, and, and that was that was the stretch. And then he goes to 14, hits it stiff, and misses that one. So it was a miss, it was a bogey, it was a double, and then it was a miss. 11 through 14, Ollie, just did fill in. BK, I'll tell you, it, did it feel like a lot of the rest of the field was just kind of losing momentum as Phil was the only one who really had that momentum? And as you said, and and... Uh, that, that miss he had on nine, I feel like, set up the whole back nine, just kind of allowed him to come back to the field and allowed the field to realize, oh, yeah, this isn't quite over, and a little bit of momentum came up behind them. Well, it was it's just the worst timing, Derek. First of all, you're walking on, on water out there. You know, you, you feel like you're impervious. You know you're not, and you're just waiting to make that turn at 14 into the wind. You want as big a lead as you can going to 14 because – 17's the toughest hole in the golf course. 18's the second toughest hole in the golf course. It's 16, even though it's a par 5. It's not really reachable, although yesterday Brooks was able to knock it on. Uh, It's not the birdie opportunity that most par 5's are. 15's tough. So you know that closing stretch is tough. So to start dropping shots before you even turn around, and it's a literal physical turn. 
You're still playing away from the clubhouse, and you're losing shots. You know you're going to lose them coming in. And, and so it, just, it was as, as much a mental struggle as it was a physical struggle. It was just the worst timing for Phil, which by, who, by the way, played okay on that closing stretch, held on during that closing stretch. That's the reason. That closing stretch is the reason why Brooks isn't winning. Because he bogeyed 18. So it's, it, was, it was really a mental struggle. Phil went to the driving range last night. 50-year-old Phil Mickelson was hitting balls until dark last night. I hope he's, uh, I hope he's physically okay to go today. Well, I think at 50 years old, you realize that you don't have that many chances left. So I am sure that he is going to grind out everything that he possibly can. And you touched on it after the double bogey on 13. I mean, to play that closing stretch, which has chewed up a lot of guys this week, to, to make five powers coming in, I think is impressive. But one of the things that's impressive that nobody's really talked about was the fact that, it, and this is what makes golf such a great game, is there was a question on the tee box, and anybody that's played golf, you know, you don't really know where a ball crosses. And, you know, he could have forced the issue, um, but instead, you know, he said, I don't think it crossed the margin of the hazard. I'm going to replay from here. And there was actually another instance where in the bunker, um, he and Louie were both in the bunker, and, you know, really made his lie worse um, to make sure that he protected the integrity of the game. So there's a lot of filled detractors. We may hear from some later today. Um, but you got to give him credit for that, um, looking at possibly his last chance to win a major and did the right thing on the golf course. Yeah, no, I'm so glad you brought that up. At nine, you got a lefty and a righty playing together. They're both going to hit bunker shots. And so they're playing these bunkers as sandy areas as they, they have. They, they were designed as bunkers. Uh, most of them are self-contained bunkers, but the rules, because some of them open up to the dunes, it was just an, ad- an, ad- an adaptation in the rules to deem them. We're going to play them as sandy areas so you can ground your club and take practice swings, which the 2019 rules with, rules revision allows for anyway. But you got a left-hander and a right-hander that are going to hit shots, and Phil's ball's on the left and Louie's ball's on the right, so Louie's going to step on Phil's ball. Phil's going to step on Louie's ball. You just can't hit these shots. Louie winds up hitting a bunker shot with his left foot right behind Phil's ball. So the rule is you're going to get to recreate the lie. Louie hits a good bunker shot. But basically his footprint was sitting right behind Phil's ball and padded down the sand, which essentially put Phil's ball up on a tee. He didn't actually move Phil's ball. So Phil's ball is basically on a tee. And and you're right. It's great observation on your part. A lot of, uh, I don't know that any of these guys, but most of us would have said, oh, my ball didn't move. I'm fine. I can play this bunker shot just like this. But that's not the lie that he had. The lie that he had was going to mean he was going to catch a little more sand. And so he went ahead. He did it himself, by the way. Did you notice who had the rake? That was Phil Mickelson raking that bunker all by himself. And and he never moved the ball either. He put that rake right up next to it. Uh, So pretty precision raking. Classy move by Phil Mickelson, and he hit it down there to two feet. And, oh, by the way, so he raked raked the sand. He touched the sand. They gave him an advantage. You're allowed to. So settle down over there. Uh, And I will say this about about 13. Uh, Louis' ball didn't cross the line either. Uh, It didn't even get close. Phil's was farther right. I agree with that. But we saw the same blimp shot. I I don't know who told Louis his ball crossed the line. It was actually Phil. Now, Phil said it as soon as Louie hit the ball. He said, I think that crossed. But then they started asking, hey, can Dottie look at the blimp shot? 
can anybody look at the blimp shot? The problem with the blimp shot was the blimp was was not over the golf course. The blimp was west of the golf course. So it was shooting at an angle, and that was important. So Phil's definitely didn't cross the red line. It also definitely didn't cross land. Louis crossed land, maybe. From the angle, it looked like it did. But you weren't shooting straight down on it. But it absolutely did not cross the red line. It didn't even cross the red line from the angle we had. So somebody told him. Phil said, yeah, I think it crossed. And that's very nice of him, very gentlemanly. But the facts didn't back that up. That was a gigantic break for Louis Oosthuizen that somehow the world just decided that crossed the red line when it absolutely did not. And he got to drop up there and only dropped one shot and Phil dropped two. Not as big a deal because there was a two-stroke swing with no luck involved on the last hole, but big break for Louis Oosthuizen if he winds up winning. Don't forget that one. He didn't do anything wrong. He's not a cheater. If this was Patrick Reed, could you imagine? (laughs) Could you imagine? Oh, oh my Lord. (laughs) He didn't do anything wrong, but the evidence very clearly shows that neither of those balls crossed that line, and Louis got a 200-yard advantage by being able to drop up there. They did the best they could. There's just variables in golf. As the great late late great Lane Williams used to say, it's an outdoor sport. We you know, we just don't know everything. So uh but just just put that over to the side, put that a little put that a little folder off to the side, see if that one shot matters to Louis Ustazen. Well major today. championships come down to one shots. Um so that may be the difference today. Um if it is it means Louie's going to actually get a putt to the hole today, which he failed to do the entire back nine yesterday. It's funny. I'm working with Brad Faxon as, uh, as, our, as our anchor position analyst, and he's one of the best putters ever, and he's a numbers guy. And I didn't realize how good at putting Louie Oosthuizen is statistically. I mean, obviously, they're all pretty good. But this guy was the leader on tour coming into this week inside 10 feet. Nobody makes more inside 10 feet than Louis Oosthuizen. He is first, something I didn't realize. Would not have picked him if you had to ask me. When I think of him, I think of just the brilliant ball striking. So the fact that he's making that many putts shows what a great player he is. Yes, Louis Oosthuizen has a gorgeous swing. There's just just nothing that can go wrong in it. Great temperament. You're exactly right. You don't think about his putting, but he's number one in putting. And he, w- he looked like number one all week until... Late yesterday, and then he all of a sudden looked like number two. <laughs> it's a family show, BK. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, number two is pretty good <laughs> and putty. Uh, so we'll see which Louis Oosthuizen shows up today. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you think today is going to be one of those major championships where someone holds on to win, or do you see people attacking the leaderboard and going low today? Brooks Kepka won the PGA Championship by five shots yesterday. And you know when he did it? This is a strange time to have won the, won the PGA Championship by it five really shots. Is. It is a very strange, especially when I tell you, when Brooks Kepka missed that putt for par at 18, it sealed a five-shot win. Shot jock! <laughs> he is mad. He did everything he could to not turn green and bust out of his shirt right there on the 18th green and go start smashing things. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know how he did it. I mean, when you bench press three hundred pounds and wear a medium shirt, it's easy to bust out of it. Yes, he was. He was mad enough to physically move the eighteenth green another couple hundred yards inland. <laughs> so you're giving me the field. You can have the field. No, right, I'll take the field. I gave uh, I gave Corky Carnivale the field. He is the son 
uh, of the great Hall of Fame basketball coach Ben Carnavale. Uh, he wants the field. And I said, you can have the field. Now, you can't have the field in shots, but you can have the field. I will take Brooks Kepka all day today. Well, I think you touched on it earlier with Phil's round. Um, Brooks Kepka is the most believable name on the leaderboard. And I just don't believe that Phil is going to be able to hold on. I think we're going to yeah. see... We're going to see more of what he did on the second nine yesterday as opposed to that brilliant front nine, but I think we're going to see him play the golf course like he did the second nine for all of Coach killer. <laughs> Either way, it's going to be a great show. Mickelson hangs on, becomes the oldest major champion ever. Brooks Kepka makes another run. Somebody else makes a run and, and pulls the Cinderella story. It's going to be wildly entertaining on Sunday. We'll continue to take you through it. Derek Thomas. Ollie Dean, I'm Brian Katrick. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. All right, so this case, it's not actually a drive that we're talking about, but it is a tee shot, and Ray Judice is an attorney could have legal ram or could have had legal ramifications. Uh, another of the South Africans, Eric von Ryan, who I believe was uh, made a visit at Kennesaw State. I'm not positive. I think I heard that. Uh, but nonetheless, been playing professional golf for a long time. South African, good player. Obviously, got in this field. I was having a rough day on Friday. Hit a ball into the water at 17. It's the toughest hole in the golf course. Got mad. Took a shot at one of the tee markers. They're little, uh, they're little circular crests that are shaped like the, uh, the, you know, the PGA of America's crest. But they're, uh, they're also made of metal. I think the ones at 17 at least were made of metal. There may have been wood at other places. Nonetheless, he took a shot at it and uh, and broke his club. But Ollie, that's uh, I heard that that's not where the story ended with Eric von Ryan. No, no. As you said, on 17, he decided to uh, take out his frustrations on the tee marker, not once but twice. He actually broke his club on the second swing. 
Uh, but then on 18, as everyone was telling everybody congratulations, one of the great snubs of all time, I think it was Matt Wallace's caddy, uh, turned and looked. Then Royan's hand was extended, and he gave him the snap turn walk away. Yeah, he actually hit that T marker, and, and it was Wallace's caddy that was in the way. We initially thought it was his caddy that he was hitting it at, which that, that might have been a bag drop. And if, if, temper, if, if, you know, if tempers are that hot, that might have been a bag into the lake. And by the way, there's an alligator in that lake. <laughs> yeah, Good luck su- getting, getting your cell phone now, pro. I, I'm not sure. I'm a horrible, horrible I'm not sure loser. The, I'm not sure the caddy felt that he was in the way, but ultimately I guess he was in the way. Yeah, that's who's driving. Brought to you by Ray Judice. So, I mean, I got no problem with Eric Von Ryan getting mad. Uh, I got no problem with Matt Wallace's caddy not shaking his hand. I'm actually I'm, I'm glad that it was not Von Ryan's caddy. Uh, I'm assuming that somewhere along the way he's going to go apologize and, and everything's okay. And uh, You know, that's, that's one of those moments that that gets to you. Yeah, I understand that. But we talked about what makes golf a great game. That is certainly not what makes golf a great game. Um, I think there's no place for that on the golf course. Screw uh, you, kid. You could have injured the caddy. Um, I heard some report, and you get all kinds of reports, so you never know what's true, but some of the debris actually hit some fans. So there's no place for that. Not at a major championship, not at the highest level of the game. you got to control your emotions better than that. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, uh, you know, that happened, and obviously if you saw it, I saw it, the world saw it. Uh, that would generally on the PGA Tour be a fine. Uh, European Tour, I don't even know what Eric's home tour is. Uh, we see him at the World Golf Championship events, so I'm, I'm not sure which one he's got at his home tour. But they they recognize this as as a points-generating event for whatever tour you're playing on, but they don't run it. The PGA of America runs it, so I, I wonder if they have jurisdiction to fine him. I, I feel like they do, but the only reason we're asking the question is because this is not actually a European tour-run event. It's not actually a PGA tour-run event. I wonder if they can find him. It may be Eric that's calling Ray Judice, saying, hey, they're trying to find me, and they can't. Yeah, if he had hit that caddy, he would have definitely needed to call Ray. I was thinking the caddy was going to call Ray. Yeah, better point. Yeah. Uh, but you can call Ray, get yourself in any trouble. You call the number, and he picks it up. It's his cell phone, by the way. Well, I think Eric was just frustrated because there's only one road into Kiowa and there's only one road out. So he's probably sitting in traffic for like three hours trying to get to the golf course. Just a bad day. <laughs> All jokes aside, though, I don't like it when people do that at my local municipal course. You you, you can't act that way in a golf course, especially not a, a PGA, not a not a major tournament. Where all these folks are around, a lot of kids watching you. That's that's not the way you act when you when you hit a bad shot. No, because all you're doing is telling the world that you're a jerk. You know, we all know the game's frustrating, but nobody listening to this, because I'm pretty sure Stuart made the cut, uh, nobody listening to this show is good enough. I love that you call out Stuart's, unless Stuart Sink is listening. Jason Bone may be listening. None of y'all can do this. Scott Dunlap may be listening. Jane Jane Park, who made a hole-in-one this week, is out of town. Uh, I think Billy Andrade is out of town. So that's it. That's our list. You know, no, none of the rest of you are good enough to get that mad at yourself for hitting a bad shot. <laughs> there's, there's a short list of people that could be listening to the show that are that are good enough, but it's and even they wouldn't do it or shouldn't do it, and they know it. Yeah, could you see Stuart Sink breaking the the T marker at 
at Bay no. Hill or something like that. <laughs> no. Well, the great thing about the game of golf is there's a very short list of people that you could actually see doing that. Yeah. Well, and now Eric Von Ryan, who uh, nobody really knew much about, has that added to his resume, and uh, that's that's an issue for him to live down. Uh, it's not a it's not an overwhelming issue. It's been a rough week for uh, for the. Uh, the tabloid social media, because there just haven't been any side stories. Uh, Ollie's trying to get me riled up about the shuttle buses and the hour-long drive from Charleston. That was the story when we were here in 2012. It was the dawn of social media, and the socially repressed media members could not handle it. Uh, But unlike most weeks, I'm actually on their side, because that was awful. It was just, it was a bad decision. The logistics here are ridiculous. They're such that this is one of the great links courses in this world. It's one of the great visual tests of golf. It's one of the great physical tests of golf. It looks great on TV. It's so good. We keep coming here despite the fact that nobody should ever run anything here ever. You can't get here. Hey, speaking of controversy, BK, what have you thought about the craziness of the rangefinders this week? It's been nuts. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been a big deal, which I'm, I'm glad. I didn't think it would. I, I say nobody should ever run anything ever. Look, you bring your buddies over here to Kiwa. Have a blast. But don't bring 10,000 people over here. There's nowhere to park. There's no roads to drive on. Uh, Rangefinders, it was, it was an overblown issue coming in because we knew that very few of them were going to use it. Uh, Sung J.M. was actually using it to see his golf ball after he had hit it because he always asks Bobby Brown where his golf ball went. So if you're one of those guys that can't see very far, and I was one of those guys before I got my eyes fixed, uh, they've seen him. Padraig Harrington's using it on every shot. Phil used it on a couple of shots. It's not that big a deal. What do you guys think? Agreed. I mean, it's, I, most of the guys, you don't even notice it. Most of the guys aren't even using them. The only thing, the one big advantage for me is that when a guy does hit it offline, he doesn't have to pace all the way over and, and count off where, you know, you know what I'm saying, when he's not on the fairway in, in this area, or at, at Kiwa, for instance, you hit it way over in the sandy beach area. Instead of taking a few minutes to walk everything off, you just pull out the laser and get yourself a number. So I love it for that, but I also wonder if that isn't a part of golf that shouldn't, that you should have to figure out that number. Either way, though, I think if, if it can help speed up the pace of play, which has not been very good this week. Um, any, anything to sp- speed up pace of play, I'm about. Well, that's the problem, Ollie, is that we're going to look back at this week and say, hey, here's the first major championship with distance measuring devices. Well, how was the pace of play? Well, it was one of the worst ever. <laughs> that's what they're going to say. Well, yeah. It's because you're playing Kiowa, you know, one of the greatest links courses ever made. I love with, the way they're having to, pardon me, the way they're having to sit there on, uh, what is it, uh, 17 and they're backed up to two, three groups at a time, and you just yeah. have to watch everybody else struggle through it. And they're like, oh, filling, this is going to be fun. Filling up the pond. Yeah, you might love that, but the players sitting there waiting for their turn at 17, they're not loving that at all. Yeah, give me yeah. a good 20-minute break before I take this shot. That's that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, rangefinders weren't a big deal. I, how about this for an idea? Somebody was railing about the use, use of all the greens measuring books. Uh, I think Brad Faxon mentioned this. It was. It was a. Somebody had. To, it was not his idea. I'm not putting him on the hook for this. Said, "Hey, eliminate all books. No, no paper materials out there. No, you're not allowed to read anything. I'm all about all that. All you can use is the laser. And I thought, well, there's an interesting idea. 
I'm all about that. I agree. It, is at like Augusta National? I know in particular the the, the Masters they don't allow uh, the green reading books. So there are those basically allowed at virtually every other tournament, every every co- competition and tour. Yeah. So how it works is Augusta National just hasn't allowed anybody to come in and measure their greens to produce a greens reading book. You can't write the rule that says, oh, you can have yardage in your book, but you can't have topographical green information. It's hard to write that rule. How do you write the rule that says, here's what you can have in your notes and here's what you can't have, and we're going to check. All of a sudden, we're back in the fifth grade. You've got to show your work. So you can't write that rule. And that's what, so Augusta National just said, hey, you know, when, they, when they call them up and they said, hey, guys, we want to come make a green reading book there, there's a click. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, the rule change was they limited the scale. Is that not correct? They did, yes. Yeah. So guys were showing up with 8.5 by 11-inch sheets of paper. So they, they limited the scale so that five yards can only be represented by a certain you know fractions of an inch so that it becomes a yardage book size document. So you can't always even tell when these guys are looking at the yardage book or the greens book. They, they now look physically the same. Most uh, A lot of these guys are carrying two books. So the only way to write this rule, if you really want to move the pace of play up, is to say, all right, no more, no more books. I don't care what you have. No more books. But the other thing, before you get to that, which is very dramatic, before you get to that, you could just say, well, look, we gave you 40 seconds. Why don't we just enforce the 40 seconds? You can read War and Peace if you want. I don't care what you do. you got 40 seconds and just enforce that. And they don't do that. Well, don't say they didn't do it, because didn't they penalize someone this week for that? They did. First major, major championship, uh, slow play penalty in a major championship since Louis, or since uh, Hideki Matsuyama back at the very British Open a couple of years ago. Uh, John Catlin, an American that plays on the European Tour, he's won three times over there, twice in the last year. He got, uh, he got a slow play penalty. It was, I don't know how. How do you get a slow play penalty when the rounds are taking almost six hours? That's almost impossible. Yeah, you'd have to be leaving that train wreck, I think. Yeah, uh, that's just crazy. So, uh, and he wasn't—he wasn't the first group off. They just somehow that group fell a hole behind twice. That's just impossible to think. Well, apparently he had something to do with it. Speaking of train wrecks, uh, the Super Golf League, the Premier Golf League—they're changing their name now. They're two different things. Uh, I heard they had some representatives on property at Kiwa. Did anybody approach you with a million-dollar check? Uh, I wish. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Super Golf League. Uh, I don't Pay think it's going to. man his money. I don't think it's going to get off the ground. But I am in the group. Lee Westwood was a vocal supporter. Said uh, I said I'm 48. If they want to offer me 30 million dollars to play golf, I'm taking it. I, I love that line. He's so <laughs> frank about. It. He's like, hey, well, it's pretty much a no-brainer for a guy like me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I, I'm the same way. You know, you want to offer me a couple million dollars to go be your broadcaster? I'm in. Uh, but it's they're, they're not going to offer that, and Lee Westwood's not on their list, and it's not going to get off the ground. Uh, we'll, we'll cover that a little bit more in depth. Plus, Derek Thomas has some numbers on Phil Mickelson as we will set the table for the final round of the PGA Championship when we come back. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. 
Hey, Alana, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Bill Mickelson will never win another PGA Tour event. Wow. That's it. He's done. Talk about shock jock. He might not be far off. Yeah, I, 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 I hear you, Derek. I'm not sure if that one's right. I think that's any, any a motivated. Any kids graduated from high school that week? Uh, I don't know. I think that's a motivated Phil Mickelson. Welcome back to the Golf Show, your Sunday morning tea time with Brian Katrick and Mike Paul. Presented by Mizuno, Atlanta's hometown premium performance sports brand. This is Atlanta's golf station, the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, that was a prediction that Derek had made at the beginning of this year, last year, one of the years. It's a lot of Phil Mickelson fans hoping that that changes today, and it could. He's got a one-shot lead over Brooks Kepka there in the final group of PGA Championship. Brian Katrick, Derek Thomas, Ollie Dean with you on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. It's, it's the golf show. Uh, Ollie, we were just briefly talking about the Super Golf League. This is, uh, this is that alternative league. Uh, the headline from Rex Hoggard's story says manager calls meeting with Super Golf League reps underwhelming. They met with some of the agents, and apparently their their offer isn't as uh, as popular as people used to make it out to be. Yeah, so the latest I heard was uh, there'll be some high-profile players after the PGA Championship that come out and say they're not wanting to be a part of this. Um, you mentioned some that, for obvious millions of reasons, would want to be a part of it. It's, I just don't think it's going to go anywhere. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and you made up the really good point um, when we kind of compared it to the Super League and soccer over in Europe. And you mentioned that FIFA came out and said, if you play in this league, you're not going to play in a World Cup. Uh, I think the PGA of America has come out and said, you know, if, you don't, if you're going to play in this league, you're not going to be a PGA of America member through their PGA Tour relationship. So no Ryder Cup, no PGA Championship for you. So I, I think... Like the Super League in Europe that was around for 30 years and people kept talking about it and money makes things not go away, this will probably be around for a while. But I just don't think that it's going to have any substance. I agree. There's not enough players. They can't get enough. They'll get some, but some's not enough to pay all that money. You got to have – their number was 48. And, and even at 20, 
20 is not enough to say, hey, our 20 is better than your 156-man field. We know that golf is different than that. We'll take somebody out of our 156-man field that could win your field of 20. Uh, that's just that's not 20 is not enough. I'd, I'd watch it, but I don't know that I'd pay for it. I think they need us to pay for it. So, so I think that one's uh, that one's going away. Derek Thomas, you had some numbers on Phil Mickelson. Uh yeah, just you know looking around, uh, checking out Phil as he uh, heads into the final round with the lead here at Kiowa Island. Uh, but that's not the first time Phil's headed into the final round of a major with the lead. Um, we all remember 2006. We won't go over it. Uh, 2013 at Marion. Uh, Phil finishes second. That's what Phil does. Phil doesn't win nearly enough majors. Phil is one of the most talented, most gifted golfers that we've ever seen, and he should have way, way more major victories. Uh, Phil will end up finishing second today because that's what Phil does. Phil is the second on a lot of lists, including... He actually, he actually is second on the list of most second-place finishes, behind only the, uh, the amazing Jack Nicholas. Now, Jack Nicholas is first on that list. Jack finished, 19, finished in second 19 times. Phil has finished second place in a major 11 times. It's very impressive. Uh, next on the list will be Arnold Palmer with 10. Tom Watson after that with 8. Slam and Sammy C with uh, 8. The only problem is, and then he's even got more than Tiger. I think Tiger, uh, let's see, Tiger over there only has uh, seven. Phil is second place in that list with 11, with 11 second, or excuse me, 11 runner-ups in majors. Very impressive. Except there's one small problem. On that list, Jack Nicklaus has 18 major wins. Arnold had seven. Tom Watson had eight. Same, uh, Sammy Seed has eight. Tiger has 15. Phil has five. Phil finishes second. That's what Phil does. Phil wins majors. I, I yeah yeah he's got himself a couple of he's got himself three green jackets. Extremely impressive career. Again the point is Phil is an extremely talented golfer. He's made a lot of money because he's won a lot of tournaments, but he hasn't won a lot of majors because Phil finishes second. Gene, you ignorant. I won't finish that. Shock jock. <laughs> oh, wait, okay, stuff, yeah. Derek. No, that was, I, those I, are no, great I, numbers. I'm doing both jobs. So, yes, Phil finishes second. Phil will finish second today because that's what Phil does. Phil finishes second. Shock jock. Yeah, see, I'm doing both there, jobs. Oh, and it reminds, it, also, it reminds me of, um, did you guys ever watch Lost? No? Sure. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, ja- yeah. Jack's dad always let him know and reminded him. It's like Phil. You just don't have what it takes. You just don't have... <laughs> What it takes, Phil. All right, all right, simmer down over this there. This comes He's from the 15 handicap board. I'm, I'm, fire, I'm fired up. He's got major championships. He's yeah. won this one. He finishes one. second, <laughs> Easy. Brian. That's what he, he's made Look, a career off of finishing it second. It was a three-minute piece, Derek. You're at six minutes. That's enough. <laughs> that is, that is an awful lot of shade for a guy who's won five wow. major championships. <laughs> he's also finished second five. a lot of times when he should have won. Six of them in U.S. Opens. Six of those runner-up oh, finishes. That hurts so bad. It well, does. Well, he's going to be playing this year. He got the uh, special invitation from the USGA. He might not even need it because if he wins today, he's in the U.S. Open. All right. Do we believe? Okay, so once again, watching the round yesterday, it was unbelievable. And then it was proved unbelievable. I do not believe that he is going to win today. Not because he finishes second, but because he he's does. 50 years old and he sprays <laughs> the ball around the yard too much. I agree. Derek Thomas, Who do you? what, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I think Phil's going to finish second. I heard that part. Yes. <laughs> 
Those were really good numbers. That was a very well-prepared piece. Brooks Kepka wins this. Yeah, I yeah. think you have three strokes. Yeah, two or three strokes. Uh, Louis, 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 mm-hmm. nice, consistent Louis. I'm glad Louis's up there because hopefully he can be the, the control, if you will, and he won't just melt down because Louis's been here. So hopefully Louis's there to keep the pressure on the guys at the top. Ollie Dean, what do you think? Louis, Louis. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Wait. All right. If you're not betting on Brooks Kepka, you either don't gamble or you shouldn't gamble. Some James only six back. He's a steamroller. Congratulations to Brooks Kepka, the 2021 PGA champion. Oh. Ollie Dean, Derek Thomas, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you next week on the golf show on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Podcastpark.com is your home for the fans' entire stable of original podcasts. If you're a true Atlanta sports fan, you need to stay connected to shows like Welcome to Madlanta, featuring Atlanta's rich history of sports legends. College football fans will love the Chuck Oliver Show podcast. Two hours of college football talk every day, all year. And baseball fans get to dive into Domino's archive of baseball legends on hardball. Subscribe to all these great shows and so many more anywhere you get your podcasts or stream them free 24 7 at the podcastpark.com presented by associated credit union Hey Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today. AccentRoofingService.com. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.